Hello, everybody, once again, and thank you so much for joining today's uh, My Story in 30, uh, where we have a very special guest who's going to share his story all about uh, something that truly resonates with a lot of students, um, not doing too, too well academically. Uh, so please join me in virtually welcome, welcoming uh, Rishi Darubra and Rishad Lefri to introduce yourself. Hi, everyone. My name is Rishi Darubra. I'm a fourth year law and business major. And uh, currently, I'm working at my, uh, my family business. We were affected by COVID-19, and I was let go from my previous job, so I'm working for my family now. Um, I'm also on TRMC, which is the uh, largest student-run student, uh, student business organization in North America. And uh, I've been on DECA for the last three years as well, too. That was a great time, so any of you should go on DECA if you can. It's great for first year. Um, I've always considered myself a, a leader and someone who's very social. So coming to Ryerson, going to the business program, especially too, that was something that really worked out for me as a person. And even just coming on here today as a TED Pack mentor, I feel like I'm going to bring, I want to bring value to you guys. I want you guys to know that at the end of the day, your GPA and your grades do not define you. And it may feel like you're in the world at times, but it's not. So yeah. Amazing. Thank you, Rishi. Um, and just as mentioned before, feel free to use the chat to pop in any questions throughout the next 25 minutes that we have with Rishi. I won't be calling your name, uh, so I won't be adding anybody. Um, so Rishi, talk to us about, uh, you know, that time when it's midterm season um, uh, or past midterm season and you're starting to get some of those grades. And as a lot of first years are starting to already see those grades or are getting those grades now and seeing a grade that is much lower than expected. Uh, what kind of advice would you would you give students and share with us a little bit about what you went through uh, with receiving some of those low grades? So the feeling of coming to university, like it's your first semester, your first year, the whole new environment, a lot of different people, a lot of new people, and you just see your your grade on your midterm for not just one course, but for a bunch of courses are things that you're not used to seeing at all. They're, they're 70s, 60s, and 50s, and some are failed. So in my first year, I actually failed my first accounting midterm for accounting 100. I'm pretty sure I got like a low 40 on it. And I had gotten a low 50 on my stats midterm. So again, I'm in law because math is not my forte. So it hasn't been my forte for a while. But um, yeah, I was, just, I was, I was shocked because I just assumed that I can, that this is not me. It's not who I am as a person. I know myself. I know I can, I've done better. I, I've done, I've done harder things. I've, I've juggled more things, but seeing myself at the university level, at the, at the level that we've all been anticipating for all these years from high school, from our family, from our friends, and seeing a low mark, that was heartbreaking at first too. I was, I was shocked. I was, I was confused more too. I was like, like, what is this? What's going on? But again, I, I assumed it was, I, I assumed I'd get past it. I assumed it was nothing. I just thought, okay, whatever. I did bad on the midterms. I can do better on the finals. I'd even, I was lucky to talk to some older Ryerson students I became friends with in that first semester and they told me yeah don't worry about it just just do better on your final do better on your next on your next uh, on your next uh, test and next assignment I'll like sure whatever I'm still going to go about my business I'm still going to continue to take these six courses I'm going to continue to work on the side I'm going to continue to do two student groups and just hope for the best except again I hadn't told myself that you just stop and look at where you are look at your priorities and see what matters so after the midterms come around it became final season and well I guess we're going to talk about that more a little bit later. <laughs> so, uh, Risha, you talked about how you said, you know what, these are my grades on my midterm, and I'm just going to keep pushing through and go through with my finals. What would you have done differently um, in that period between your midterm uh, to your exams? 
so one thing I had wish I'd, I had done is try to talk to my professors. So I know in high school, we're all friends with our teachers. We know them for years. They know us where we pretty much become friends with them by the end, by the time you graduate. When you come to university, you think, oh, this professor is handling a class of 300 kids or 200 lecture hall. Like they're not, they're not going to know my name. They barely know my name. They don't know what I, what I do or anything. But if you can get past that fear and just get past that, like a lot of professors at Ryerson, they're, they're here for you. They're here to help you out. So I wish I had taken my test to my to my professors and been like, can you go through this with me? Tell me what I did wrong during their office hours or what can I do to improve or is there anything you can advise me to do? So I, I could have talked to my professors. They could have referred me to academic success centers on campus and, and refer me to tutoring. So I should have taken tutoring too. At the time too, I should have made a decision internally to forego some, some student group responsibilities to work less if I could, just to give myself more right to focus on the courses that I know I have more trouble with so especially that the courses that involve math so counting and stats if I had gotten a tutor or just given more attention to these courses and not just assumed I can figure it out after that would have made a world of difference for me too and I probably wouldn't have been down the path I had gone on. Mm-hmm. So the importance of reaching out to your professor um, and that it's never too late to reach out to a professor um, even if you think it might be but also take advantage of the academic success center. Um, Rishi mentioned tutoring um, and also take advantage of the learning strategists as well as the train to learn workshops. Talk to me about finals. What happened when finals hit? So going into finals too, I, I it was sad. I hadn't it hadn't clicked in my mind that I needed to make a change. I just assumed, okay, just keep pushing through. You'll figure it out by the finals. Like you have the whole finals mentality too. It's your first university finals. You'll probably just push it to high gear. And even at that time too, I'd put since I'd see, um, my accounting course was the one I performed the, the least well on. I was like, okay, let me just focus on this explicitly. Let me all worry about my other midterms when that time comes. So let me just work on accounting through and through. I, I actually learned something about myself after my finals in first semester is that I actually don't test well at all in, in, in university. Like test is not, the test thing is not like indicative of who I am as, as, as an academic student. Cause I, there are times when I was tutoring my friends, I was explaining them how to do these concepts and people would come to me for help. But when it came to actually writing down, doing tests myself, I realized this is this is this is not working out for me. And in turn, I ended up failing my accounting course. I had failed stats by one percent, and stats of the course. Some of you probably already know that you either get it or you don't. So there's no way of boosting your grade. And I'm pretty sure my other courses, I just gotten like like 70s and 60s, and so my overall GPA was was low. And at that point, I was just absolutely just shocked and devastated. Wow, and and accounting and, and stats are oftentimes the courses that most students struggle with. So mm-hmm. what was that process after, afterwards? So you talk about failing accounting and stats. What yeah. happened afterwards? So after I remember I got my, I remember I was at work when I had, my friend had texted me, hey, great, grades are posted, go check what you got. So I had gone on, I'd logged on to RANS and I had looked at my grades and I had discovered I'd failed accounting, failed stats and did poorly in my other, my other, course, my other four courses. And at that point, I saw my overall CGPA and I saw it was, I forgot what the exact GPA was, but it was below a 1.67. And for those of you, like in first year, I know this is not something that you guys are privy to at this moment. You guys find out about what probation is afterwards. What probation is, is if your CGPA falls below a 1.67, you go into a different kind of, of, not program, but like a different kind of environment to make sure you don't, your GPA improves upon in the, in the following semester. So I started to receive emails saying, alert, you are on probation, make sure you you take, you do X steps and, and follow this and be ready for next semester. 
and in my mind I was freaking out. I was like, what does this mean? Like, am I getting kicked out? What's like, what's happening? Like, is my, my family going to know? The great thing about university, your family's not going to know you're your own adult now. So you can hide that for as long as you want. Um, but again, there's this, there's this, this, this fear and this, and this, and this like sadness in me. I was, I was disappointed on myself too, because I, I'd never expected myself to be in this position ever. So it was, it was, it was a really rude awakening for me. And just now going to the next semester, that was just a whole different ballgame. So um, a lot of students feel that same pressure uh, where you get a bad grade and you feel quite, quite demotivated, quite defeated. What kind of advice would you give students to do right now? What can they do right now to start improving slowly? So right now, like first and foremost, don't be too hard on yourself. Like we all fall, we all fail. Like these, these, this is going to define you. Like five years from now, this is not going to define you. You're employer at a job you're applying for is gonna be like hey you failed this in the first year i'm not hiring you leave that's never gonna happen so you just first and foremost just go easy on yourself and recognize that you failed recognize that you make a mistake so from that point on you need to make some change you need to look at your life and decide to make some changes you need to look at your schedule your every your daily schedule see if things you're doing or if things you've mapped out for yourself even make sense if you don't have a schedule this is a perfect time to actually make one now too it's never too late to organize your life if you feel like you're, you're just going through everything like moment by moment maybe now is the time to try a schedule see how that works there's a lot of great resources available on campus and even just on your phone too like you can go to your student advisor on campus they can help you can talk to them about your situation and you can they can tell you okay you can go about these steps you can look at these resources here i can they'll even print you out a schedule if you like too so you can make it out yourself and you can draw you can write out what you need to focus on so as long as you make that internal decision that I want to make a difference and go about actually making those changes, that's the best thing you can do for yourself. As long Because you, now at, at that moment, you know what it feels like to fail. You know what it's like to be at that low point. Now you know you don't want to feel like that again. Right. Thank you, thank you Risha, for that. And you spoke about changing your mindset and, and choosing to take those steps for yourself. So there's a couple of services you had mentioned that I want to highlight. You talk about speaking with um, the Academic Success Center. So again, uh, feel free to look up Academic Success Center Ryerson. It'll take you straight to their site, but you can chat with a learning, a learning strategist. You can chat with other tutors. These are upper year students who've gone through these courses, uh, but you can also chat with a student advisor. So if you look up TRSN Student Advising, you'll see that every single program has a program specific student advisor that you can chat with about your courses. Uh, Rishi, talk to us about what that process was like for you. So now you are below that 1.67 GPA. What was probation like in that winter semester? Uh, what were some of the steps you started taking? So when the second semester had started and I was I received the probation email, I remember I had to go to this classroom at this certain time and go for my first probationary meeting. And in the back of my mind, I was worried, like, oh man, like, is this the way? Are they, are they going to punish us? Are they going to like talk down? Are they going to tell us you can't mess up, you can't do this anymore? Like, I was nervous, but and it was completely the okay. We all make mistakes. Now it's time to here to help you. So that that first session I'd gone to, they had handed out everyone these large calendars, so we can they can help us uh, map out the rest of our schedule for the rest of the semester. They had also told us. If, if you ever do go on probation, what, what happens is you are required now to take four courses now. You can't take a full course, six load, uh, a full six course load. You have to take four. And they need you to get out of probation by the end of the semester. And again, there, and it, it, it's actually easier. 
it is really easy to get out of probation once you're in it too because now you have all the support there for you and in the back of your mind too you know i don't want to be in probation anymore too so they 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 will point you the direction of of student advisors they'll they'll tell you to, to communicate with your teachers a lot of teachers too on campus they when you start a new course i, I luckily had a professor who had done this who put out emails when the course started saying if you have a certain situation in your life or you're not performing academically well please come and reach out to me so we can work things out for yourself so if your professor doesn't even do that too go talk to your professor in the beginning of the new semester tell them look i was on probation this last semester what can i do like how is there anything i can do to make sure i perform well in your classes and then you can advise me i can do better and again like i said your professors are a great asset and a great resource for you to use just use them because they're mm-hmm. here to help you too mm-hmm. and Thank you for sharing that. Can you talk about the process of over the years of how you started slowly getting up to that higher GP, CGPA? Was it instant? Did it take, mm. you know, a, um, was it a gradual process? No, no, it's it's definitely an up, it's an uphill battle. You need to remind yourself that too. You're going to have moments again too where maybe like life comes in the way and your, your GPA is going to fall again. Maybe not in probation, but just fall lower than where you were where at. And again, that's perfectly fine. You just have to remind yourself to continue to continue to push to continue to fight that battle because you need to you need to do well it's like in school to some extent right you need to be able to to push yourself to motivate yourself you need to just remind yourself that this is a priority of mine and to recognize that i need to perform well here so at that time it's about just it's about your mindset at that point too you can't let yourself be be pushed down by night it's really easy to fall into the habit of okay i did well i'm going to do bad again now after this like you're going to come back to it and just not do as well or gonna start to do well again and then it's gonna decline or continue to decline that's that's fine that's normal that's, that's part of life like making these mistakes it's 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 not it's not a mistake to make a mistake like mistakes are, are great for you mistakes help you grow they mm-hmm. may do into a better person which i find i i don't regret any of the choices or mistakes i've made in the first year because ultimately they brought me to where i am now i've been on student groups the past three years and that was a great experience in my life i'm a ted pack mentor now i'm, I'm sharing my stories with you guys and i'm helping my mentee who's in the audience too shout out Simran. And um, it's I'm on TRMC now too, which is a great, which is a great student group on, on campus. And all these mistakes I've made, all the struggles I've faced, the, these are just part of the process. So once you, if you find yourself just being down on yourself, just being like, why, why isn't this working out? Why aren't things working out? That's that's part of the process. You need to be able to push yourself and motivate yourself to get out of that. Mm-hmm. Right. So not hanging on to your mistakes or your failures and letting it, mm-hmm. you know, defeat you, but just changing that mindset and continue to keep going, even if it's small, small steps along the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Risha, I'm going to start asking some of the questions that are coming through. Yep. So someone says, uh, I too uh, am help, helping my family with the, the family business, as you mentioned. Um, how can I talk to my parents about the importance of academics? Because I oftentimes find myself uh, working on the business more than my academics. Well, I, I feel for you first off. I've, I've been in the exact same position, the exact same boat. You need to have that honest discussion with your parents. They need to understand that you now are in a whole different landscape. You are also on the cusp of your adulthood now and your professional career. Like this is gonna, this time is who you become, who you really are. And they need to understand that. They need, they need to respect that too. So just have a sit down and have an have an honest discussion with your parents. Let them know that, look, I have, I want to help here too. And like you have responsibility. I understand that too. You need to help, and it's always gonna weigh on you if you don't. So by all means, help them, but need to let your parents know too that I need to divide my time. I need to focus on things that are more important in my growth and my time because this is the rest of my life. So you need to, you need, again, just, it's all about having that honest discussion, that honest dialogue with your family. 
And if they don't listen, because sometimes families and, and parents can be a little stubborn, it's, you got to be consistent. You have to constantly remind them. It's, again, that's another uphill battle you might have to face. But as long as you continuously do that and tell yourself that, look, this is an important thing to me, at the end of the day, they'll, they'll have to respect it. Thanks, Rishi. Uh, could you elaborate as to what kids contributed to the fact that you went from um, from tutoring other students and being an A to not meeting the academic requirements in university? Was it bad time management or increased workload or increased level of difficulty? Honestly, it was a mix of all three. I, I had found I had, I had too much on my plate. Uh, honestly, like academic, it was actually harder than I expected. And I just wasn't managing my time well again too because first year kind of has that effect on most people in first year you're, you're excited by the whole new change you want to socialize you want to meet new people you want to explore so that's 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 part of the process too a lot of people end up not doing that well in the first semester anyway too but as long as you recognize you've made that mistake and want to go about making those changes that's that's how you go about, go about improving yourself Rishi do you think you could have changed things in first semester or what would you have done differently to make sure you didn't go on probation so I, my entire first year, I was just telling myself, or sorry, yeah, my first semester, I was telling myself, it's fine, you'll get through this, like, it's not a big deal, you you failed, it's okay, but if I can go back and tell myself anything, it would, it would be, it's not the end of the world, but you need to also, like, this is a reality check, though, too, at, at that moment of failing a midterm, I should have been like, oh, wow, this is, this is, I'm not used to this, this is not who I am, like, what's going on, so if I, if I had told myself that earlier, if I had managed my, my responsibilities better, I probably wouldn't have been in that GPA category I was at that time. If I had learned to drop a few commitments, I ended up actually dropping model D1 after a semester two. I had worked less on my family business. And I decided to also stay more downtown at Ryerson for most of the, long, for the day, just so I can do all my work there the entire day then too. So that was just some decisions I had made to help me get out of that zone afterwards. Amazing, thank you. Uh, can you share what it is meeting uh, what it's like meeting tutors or a learning strategist at the Academic Success Center. I've thought about it, but I've never actually done it. Yeah, so honestly, it's you're you're talking to other students. That's the best part of the Academic uh, Success Center. Like even when I had when I had my initial doubts about going there, I thought it's going to be some like old professor or just someone who knows this this subject well, like front front and backward. I was like, they probably think they're better than me or like they're they're smarter and not, whatever, whatever question I'm going to ask is dumb or useless. That's not the case at all. These are students who are maybe the same age as you, a couple years older than you are in the program, who know it really well and are just there to help you. So any questions you have, they understand. They've been in that position. They've had friends who've been in that position. So they're there to help you on anything you have. And they'll go through it at the pace that works best for you. They're not here to rush you or make sure you get through this. It's it's one-on-one. -on -one, it's intimate. They'll be there for you just to ensure that you get the most out of it. I did end up getting a lot out of it, too. I really do owe a lot of my success to the Academic Success Center, too, because they really did help. Perfect. Uh, what do you do now that we're online and your time can't be spent at Ryerson to do your work? Do you have any scheduling tips? Yeah, so Google Calendar is a lifesaver, and there's there's a lot on there. Uh, I I'd, I've always given myself uh, these time blocks to do a certain amount of work, and uh, that's honestly been saving me a lot too. I know there's apps like OneNote too that's also really useful for time management. You can look into that. That's also very helpful. Um, other than that, just having a good support system too is, is also key on top of scheduling having a great support system so i luckily have a great group of friends and like a few of them too we're in the same program so we can always help each other out there too like there's, there's no harm in asking for help too whenever you need help and not only from your friends but 
Ryerson has any kind of help you need, whether it be academic or personal, professional, whatever help you need, Ryerson is there for you. The, the BCH can offer you uh, professional help if you need help on your resume or, or LinkedIn help. That, that's I've been there multiple times and that, that's been a great help for me. Um, Ryerson also offers uh, personal therapists on campus too. So if you're feeling overwhelmed by not only academics, but the rest of your life too, like that is a great resource you can use too, because at the end of the day, your mental health should be a priority. Everything else should be secondary, especially now during COVID too. This is a whole brand new thing none of us ever saw coming. It's an age of the, we're in the age of the pandemic and it's weighing on all of us. So especially now, like I would advise everyone here, if you are feeling down or if you need someone to talk to, use the resource that Ryerson, talk to your friends, just open up a dialogue any any chance to get. Absolutely. Uh, the the importance of really talking to somebody and just want to emphasize some of the resources Rishi just mentioned. You can speak to a counselor and it's free for you. Uh, for all of our students, you can just Google student well-being uh, where you'll see Center for Student Development and Counseling. Um, there's peer-to-peer -peer support as well as uh, counseling support. Uh, Rishi, we have one more question. What kind of work do you do at DECA and how did you get involved with the team? All right, so this is this is a great question. I'm really excited to answer this one. Uh, so in first year, yeah, I'd come to Ryerson, and I was uh, like a lot of my high school friends weren't at Ryerson with me. They went to other schools, or they were in, even in different programs at Ryerson. So I'd always heard of DECA as this like really student cool student group from like I don't know from from I don't know from where. I just I just it came into my mind that I should be a part of this. So I literally went there alone, and that was probably one of the, the like my greatest experiences in, in my first year journey. Like just being in that room and being part of DECA. DECA is a case cutting competition group and it, it is business focused, but it's focused on every uh, facet of business. So there's accounting, there's law, there's marketing, sports marketing, there's anything you can think of. And if you're not into business or, or, or you're in a different program, even DECA is still relevant to you too, because case cutting is just problem solving and problem solving is something each and every one of us do every single day of our lives in any kind of career or personal, whatever it may be. So DECA was a great resource for me too. It actually helped me discover the kind of business professional person I would want to be and which profession, which career would be more interesting to me too going forward too. So in that first year of DECA, I had gone to an invitation. I actually ended up winning at a, at, a, at a conference there too. So that so with all this negative academic things going on, that was a great way to boost my confidence again too. Like I found something I was pretty good at in my, in my post-secondary journey. So that's something I'll also recommend to you guys too. Try to look for branches, try to look for any opportunities like extracurricular wise too, just to get out there and explore. Cause you can, you can end up being good at it. And you'll never know. You mm -hmm. can make, meet some of your best friends you'll ever have. I've met so many of my, my closest friends through DECA. And not only that, it actually pushed me to actually be a part of student societies at Ted Rogers then too. So my second year, I ended up becoming an executive on DECA as a director of corporate relations. And that tied into my to my uh, to my passion for networking, which was also found through DECA. I, I realized I like talking to people, I like being social, I like presenting. So I found that wow, I can be I can I can do this as a as a job in a sense on a student group as a, as a career there, and that was great. My third year, I became vice president of corporate relations on DECA, so that was another great experience for me too. I got to be a leader. I got to participate and help she help plan an entire conference. Now this year, I'm actually not on DECA anymore. I decided to step away from that now. So I'm on TRMC now. This is another student group offered at, uh, at Ryerson. This is actually the largest uh, student-run business conference in North America. You guys can't apply for it yet, but look into it and you can apply for it when you're 19 plus. So definitely look into that one. It was one of the best conferences I've been to. But just especially now during COVID, I would say try to be involved in these, in whatever groups you guys can find or whatever TRS is offering, any kind of events you can see. 
try to get involved because this, this is a whole other way for you guys to, to socialize now with, with students. You kind of lost mm-hmm. the social aspect of the university now because of COVID. But Ryerson and Ted Rogers, they're, they're offering more ways for you guys to get connected to one another through the TED Pack program, through student group events, through anything. If, if you're, and if you're scared about going alone, it's just about taking that first step. As long as, you, as long as you dive into that, you'll meet people who are like you, who are like-minded, and you'll, you'll get the most out of it. You'll, you'll, you'll learn things, and that's what's important at the end of the day. Absolutely. So much in there. Um, and I'm a lot in there, for, sorry. <laughs> no, all good. Uh, for first years, you would hear about all those opportunities through your uh, weekly Fit for Business emails. Uh, but just to reiterate some of the resources that Rishi shared was Ted Rogers Student Society. So if you look up Ted Rogers Student Society, you can even follow them on Instagram at TRS Society for some of those student groups. Uh, they run amazing events all year. Um, of course, everything online now. Um, Rishi, you also mentioned BCH, so Business Career Hub, you go to them for anything around careers or co-op. Um, they are running a LinkedIn session next Wednesday, November 11th, so if you look up Fit for Business, you'll see you can register for that there. Um, Rishi, before uh, we close off, I want to ask you the same question that I asked all upper years. Knowing what you know now, you're in your fourth year of lawn business. Um, if you could go back to your first year self and give him one piece of advice, what would you tell him? I would tell him it's not the end of the world. I know we all get this in, my, in our mind that we set a bar for ourselves. Like we, we let our, our surroundings set a bar for ourselves that you need to reach this this height, this uh, certification to be to be successful, to be doing well in whatever you're doing. That's not the case at all. You need to also, you need to learn to give yourself that time to grow and that time to make mistakes because the mistakes you make will lead you to where you want to go. Will will help you grow as a person. Will help you learn more things about who you are and to find, discover new things about yourself. So I would tell myself, it's not the end of the world. Keep moving forward, keep pushing. And just you'll, you'll, things will end up working out at the end of the day too. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing, Rishi. And if students want to connect with you, how can they reach you? Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram, which we posted on the uh, Fit for Business uh, Instagram um, story soon. And you can also follow me on LinkedIn if you want to get any tips on LinkedIn or any kind of help on there. I'll be happy to help you guys too. So yeah, feel free to, to reach, reach out whenever you guys like. Amazing. Thank you so much. So that is Rishi Darubra uh, on LinkedIn. Uh, if you follow Ted Rogers FFB, you'll see we've tagged Rishi. Um, so thank you so much, Rishi, for taking the time to chat with us. And thank you for joining us from all around the world and all around uh, Toronto. Hope you guys have a great day.